0: Hello and welcome to michael and ivanka's grand podcast 2020 it's a podcast where we having discussed all the problems with the right because and it's just so glaringly obvious that it's just not even worth talking about anymore is it really let's talk about let's kind of have a look inwards and look at the left a little bit and just figure out what the hell is wrong with everyone my name is michael forrest and i'm ivanka magic and I kind of described the topic of the episode there when it was supposed to be about what the podcast was about, so botched that. Oh, <laughs> well, that's all right, though.
1: Um, we're Click, going f- clank. Is- Click,
0: clank. <laughs> all right, listen, um, today we're going to talk about... Uh, well, uh, yesterday... When, as of recording, uh, ContraPoints released a video called Cancelling, all going into great depth on cancel culture. The way that sort of left Twitter will take people down for transgressions, and um, maybe that isn't always fair. Um, so I'm sort of like fresh off that video. I would have liked to have had another watch of it, but like it's, it definitely plays into a lot of the problems that the left are having, don't you think?
1: I do no well. I didn't know this until I'd never heard the term "cancel po- culture" until mm. you said it earlier. So, um, so I was like, "Oh, I have thoughts on this." I didn't know it had a label. It's nice to have mm-hmm. a label sometimes. So I'm quite keen to dig in.
0: Yeah. So where we might think about can like splintering, I think we were talking about last time yeah. a bit more. This is more like destroying people that make a mistake. Kind of thing yeah.
1: or or even people that don't know yet
0: yeah, just haven't learned something yet about something, frankly, a lot of this stuff is confusing and complicated and it's very easy to make a mistake, and it's that whole thing of it's you know anyway, so let's um that's what it's going to be about, cool. so music. <laughs> How's it going?
1: Well, <laughs> anyone who's listened to this podcast for a little while will know the ongoing saga of me trying to sort out my Croatian paperwork.
0: This still not complete.
1: So, <laughs> no. finally... Uh, They, whilst I was in England, I got notification through that my name has been corrected. I now have the same name, exactly the same name with the same spelling and everything on my Croatian papers and my British papers. When I say papers, though... I know I don't have a Croatian passport yet and I don't have an identity card and those things. So yesterday in a very positive, let's seize this new year (laughs) documentation saga by the ears or whatever you seize them by. I, I dutifully presented myself at the local register office and the police station in order to put in all my applications. I went upstairs. I knocked on the registrar's door. Good morning. Happy New Year. I'd like to take out a copy of my citizenship paper, please. Uh, Would you mind coming back maybe next week because we haven't got this year's stamp yet? (laughs) So in order to issue me with a document, obviously this being the kind of country that likes a rubber stamp, the correct stamp needs to be applied. And the correct stamp isn't available on Ireland yet. So um, she thought perhaps it would be in today. It wasn't that it wasn't available, it, it was that no one had gone to collect
0: it. <laughs> so, so did you think of offering to collect I did. it? I
1: came downstairs to Nick, who was waiting. I was like, uh, this is the stamp. You're not going to relieve this. <laughs> and then he did offer. He said, Shall we just offer to go and pick it up for them? I was like,
0: Nah, let's not get involved. So, you sure you uh, didn't yes. say, Wouldn't you have said, you are going to believe this? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, uh,
1: <laughs> guess what? Guess what now? Um, so, yeah, that's what we are. That's what, that's where we're at with that. So, Tuesday. Tuesday will be the day, because Monday's a bank holiday here. It's the Three mm. Kings bank Lucky. holiday.
0: Lucky. Mm. Nice. Imagine having some time off. Uh, <laughs> is, 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 so is, um is it sort of... It's it's more bureaucratic. Is there corruption in there as well, or is it just like it's a bit slow and bureaucratic?
1: What in my paperwork sorting out, or in general, or what? Yes, in
0: you are you corrupt? (laughs) No, like I'm just reading the Dark Heart of Italy, which is all about like the Italian Italian Italian's history of just like a political system so corrupt that people just sort of have to live in this slightly lawless way because you just can't rely on the system to. Like everything just takes a year to do and it's ludicrous. That, that is
1: that it is a uh this country is definitely one that operates best if you know somebody. Mm. Well the, the the corruption is In fact, one of my New Year's resolutions is to engage more with Croatian politics, seeing as I'm spending Mm. more time here now. But I, absolutely, without a doubt, corruption is rife. My bureaucracy thing is not to do with corruption per se. It's just bureaucratic. Things take the time they take. I think there's some weird... uh, There's also this... um, respect of power and authority that is odd and some somehow mm. incongruous so a civil servant is in an enormous position of power especially mm. somebody like me who's a Croat born abroad um, yeah. they uh, I have to you know go to a special office that uh, is for and they consider me not a British Croat they consider me a Herzegovinian Croat which is not. A good thing to be, if you're. (laughs) Croats are incredibly good at hating each other, as well as everybody else. So
0: yes, (laughs) that's. I did watch that Klaus film, and it was another one of those. Like the closer you are, the more you kind of like have these feuds. It's that thing. It's like this. It's this slightly. I don't know what to even call it. It's like it's, it just down to the level of a family feud. Yeah, it's just human behaviour isn't it we just sort of like whoever' well, whoever's closest to us are the ones that we get angry with like I get angry with adobe because i had to use their software for so long (laughs) like no one would (laughs) hate them as much as i do because they have never had to deal with them so deeply but um yeah but it does sound like italy is sort of a similar like you've got i i'm reading about like all this flowery respectful bowing language you've got to use whenever you ask for anything of the government like
1: oh my god the letters that i have to write uh, luckily (laughs) one of my friends is she's a, a court clerk she works with a judge so I write these letters and then she flounces them up for them up. me literally said I beg you most humbly to please I was like oh Jesus I just want you to change my name please
0: um Human beings eh
1: oh I, I did get in you know, my little you know my twitter thread about Britain being a civilised country um, Mm -hmm. flares up from time to time it's just flared up again and somebody responded yesterday which I I haven't I don't really acknowledge the discussions they're having but he said civilization is a veneer we're just monkeys with tribal affiliations which (laughs) I was like yeah
0: do you yeah. think Twitter, if you had to write in that style on Twitter, there would be a lot fewer problems in the world? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you had to write really flowery...
1: <laughs> the phone call that I had to do when I was like, you've, you've, uh, you've you clearly... Because you can't say to them, you've not read my letter properly. You haven't changed mm. my name properly. You've made a yeah. mistake. You can't say you've made a mistake. Mm-hmm. I had to go, I'm terribly sorry. It appears that I was advised incorrectly. <laughs> And that I miswrote my letter. What do I need to write to ask you to... Ch- and this guy was so patronising. I wanted to reach down the throne. Uh, the throne? The phone. <laughs> and, uh, he was... But anyway, I didn't think... Yeah, anyway. But uh, so, yes. Anyway, so it's, it's there is a level of bureaucracy for sure. And the people here in this particular registrar's office, that, that's not... It's not corruption. It's just an island and it's slow yeah. and stuff happens at its own pace but some th- things happen really quick you know so but the worst is going to the doctors mm. here you have yeah. to know you, you have to know somebody otherwise they will not speak to you as if you're a human it's shocking but that's a different topic well, how are you michael sounds <laughs> excruciating
0: <laughs> it's like every time i think like oh maybe we'll go to italy maybe i was thinking maybe yeah so here's how i am i was like uh, okay Tories are in, I'm f- I'm sick of this completely value-free society that I live in. I am learning Chinese and we're going to move to China or something where they, I'm going to just get a really good social credit score and just live in China or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, and then I- I've sort of had the same thought about Italy, but then like I'm reading this Italy book and it's like, f- ah, bureaucracy. Does my nut and like, not being able to do anything with I'm just waste hours and days of my life on bureaucracy. Does my head in, and then like what's put me off China is this? Do you know this uh, Muslim population that they're basically they've put in a concentration camp, and mm. they're kind of uh, it's like this is this is this is not you can't do that to people. No. You can't you can't use violence and. All these things that they're using to just sort of like put turn them, normalize, renormalize them into sort of Chinese citizens. It's like, there's just, look, it's... you can't do that. So now I'm cross, you know, it's like, I can't, it's like put me off learning Chinese as well. Like, I'm just like, I can't even think about a state that would behave like that. So then I watched the, there's a stand up comedian on Netflix that we watched, um, Ronnie Ching, which was a very funny um, stand-up thing, but he was talking about, like, you should just elect Asian people into power here in America because we don't give a sh. We'll just go down the list and get stuff to work. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. Like, someone from China should come in, have to, like, water down the whatever you call it, authoritarianism, but still have that same attitude that stuff should work right and that not dealing with... Like, just ignore the bullshit, just get on with it and go down this. So, like, I'm like, okay, well, maybe people from that place coming here are the solution. So, And in that sense, like, um, Andrew Yang is definitely my pick for US president next
1: (laughs) time. So maybe you need to hold this point for when we discuss Dom Cummings next week, because... I think that's kind of what he's doing,
0: potentially. Right. Well, okay, we'll find out. We'll find out. Anyway, Andrew Yang, MA, he's got hats with math written on them, which is Make America Think Harder.
1: (laughs) Wow. Oh, I like him. My dad would like him.
0: Blue hat with math written on it. (laughs) (laughs) Ballsy, like... But yeah, he's got a very sort of growing. Do you hear about the Bernie Sanders campaign? About if they'd had like a couple more weeks, they would have easily taken it. Like the momentum was exponential when they just decided to start giving volunteers responsibility because they had nothing. They just started going. Well, maybe they could organize a thing. There was sort of. They just kind yeah. of got gave volunteers more and more power, and they just absolutely got exploded shit and turned into this juggernaut.
1: That's why so, the M effing
0: Labour Party
1: won't do.
0: Canceling. Cancel culture. <laughs> Let's
1: talk about cancel culture. So, Michael, can we have a definition of cancel culture, please, at the kickoff?
0: <laughs> well, cancel culture is it's traditionally been a tool of social media to sort of take down bad people in power, right? Like, that's the kind of, that's the kind of sort of vigilante justice of it. It's like, meet, hashtag me too. It's basically, like, OK, we're going to call out uh, Weinstein. We're going to call out this person, that person. So... It's basically, But it's basically vilifying and publicly shaming someone. And um, John Ronson, you know, it, it does tie into John Ronson's stuff about um, public shaming and how Twitter is so effective at, like, destroying people once people get onto this bandwagon. But um, ContraPoints sort of laid it out in her last video into sort of like seven kind of tropes of it which I've tried to skim through the video quickly and find but have failed to find them but like um well what it is is like traditionally it's someone's behaved in a position of power has behaved badly and they're being kind of called out for it at last by social media but what it also is is an influencer or like a young person that's sort of like popular on Twitter or YouTube whatever kind of like says something awkwardly like sort of like um, one example that Contrapoints gives gives is of this um, gay YouTuber. I think it's a YouTuber, kind of like Im- accidentally implying that maybe he's not sure if he's gay if he's had sex with a trans man, and then like, but it's sort of born of in- ignorance and being young and not quite realizing that there was something there that he had to sort of like, you know, learn about. Yeah. So it's it's used, I, g- I guess, like in these communities against each other. And that's where it becomes very poisonous and dangerous and, um, like, devastating to people. So someone can get um, called out for something and then sort of going to the tropes, there's, like, this presumption of guilt for whatever reason. So it's not like a court of law type thing, which comes from, like, believing the victims, like, not kind of ignoring, which is a good thing to come from because we've got this kind of legacy of like, just not believing women who say they've been sexually assaulted. Um, to So Twitter sort of turns that round and says, OK, well, we're going to sort of presume guilt now on people that we're calling out. But then when that's used against the wrong people, you know, it's like, how are they ever supposed to come back from that? Yeah, and think, yeah. um, and then in this example, the person, like, gave a very detailed apology, like, saying and kind of showed that he'd learnt, not just apologised, but also learnt a lot, like as a result of this and is now going to be more careful forever and like it's sort of like yeah, okay, yeah. yeah trans men are men like this is okay I, I'm sorry for sort of you know implying anything otherwise um, so but these are things you they're not it's, it's like you don't if you're not deep in that world you, you're going to be clumsy but then but, but there's this thing of like it's, it sort of happens to people that arguably are a different sort of person with a voice and a platform and in a position of power But often it's, you know, it's a person on their own kind of making videos on YouTube. And it's um, if they're getting most of their community from their online connections, then it can absolutely destroy them if that suddenly turns and everyone's attacking them. So that's cancel culture in my smallest nutshell. I can do it without before you speak.
1: (laughs) Um, I think there's a I, I really didn't know that it had a name. But I do have I think there's it's quite an interesting thing because it assumes that you're never allowed to be ignorant in some way or that you're because there's a there is a massive difference between willful ignorance or deliberately using language in order to upset somebody. Mm. And then um, and just accidentally or using the wrong terms through lack of experience. And I think being attacked for it just makes people afraid to have conversations as well. Mm. Like the risk is quite high. I mean, I like to always with one of my favorite ways of you know thought exercises is if you if you is taking that behavior offline and coming up with an offline analogy, and it just doesn't what it'd yeah, be 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 back <laughs> to stoning and feathering and tarring and and literally, it's such an odd thing that we've taken. Maybe it's not odd at all if you understand humans, but it's it's quite a
0: human thing in some ways, isn't it? Because we, do you know what? Because we had such a long conversation before the podcast. I can't remember what I said before the podcast (laughs) and what I actually said on it. (laughs) (laughs) But like you said about Louis CK, like, but here's and then here's the another problem. You know, so there's this presumption of guilt, and then there's this um, this kind of turning vilifying people. So it's not just that they've done said something clumsy or said something wrong or said something nasty is that they, they quickly they are nasty and they are bad people yeah, and they yeah. are sexual predators like like or whatever it is like gets kind of turned into its essential thing and then turned into a label for that person then everyone behaves as though that's the truth and um that we know that this isn't good and like but then i think when you were saying like taking it offline it's like some things like this can be solved with a half hour conversation with someone offline yes like you yes, don't yes. need to shame them on Twitter for not knowing mm. something but this is like everyone's so trigger happy now is that
1: is that trigger as in
0: <laughs> no
1: <laughs> some of these words it's hard to keep up um, but it also like but at some point recently I don't know if I told you on podcast or off podcast I was talking about Jen Brister's book about the um, the other mother and the fact that i hadn't realized that i had some assumptions about what it would be like to be one of two mothers instead of one of a mother and a father that mm. would be that would be in some way different about the parenting experience um yeah. but how are you ever going to why are we not allowed to learn
0: and why can't we be forgiven like for a mistake and this is yeah like when i was i grew up in a little bloody village in the midlands i didn't know i didn't understand what gay people like what that was it was just this slur that people would call you and you were terrified that maybe you were gay or something and like it was just this idea that i I didn't know anyone gay or i didn't know that there was certainly no one coming out in my little village of whatever a few thousand people um because they would have been destroyed in that place and over the years like i've learned more about it and like i've i kind of I kind of know met people and like i've just come to go okay great like like you kind of go from that ooh, but what about reproduction i'm like i bloody love my kid to be gay <laughs> <laughs>
1: One of the ways of communicating with people is to meet them where they are. Like, if you want to teach people about something or you want to talk about something, you have to. If if I would like somebody to understand my point of view, whilst this is not always easy, it is an opener for ten. Is usually, I used to think that, or hmm. I can see why you would have said that, or. I can empathise in some way with your position. I'm going to join you over there and then I'm going to journey with you over to where I am. Yeah. But if I'm just going to stand there and laugh at a person, it's not really going to get us anywhere at all, which is why this is such a bizarre uh, approach from people supposedly progressive, woke, all those words. It's like... Why is it okay to be ignorant about some things but not about others, basically, is what I'm trying to say. So it's like, you know, like, oh, um, we're going to be all sharing, caring and understanding. Um, or are we? Are we but, I just think a- it's,
0: I, but I think it's a perfectionism thing. I think it's like, you, because you're deep in this community, and I guess there's this presumption that because someone else is, kind of seems also deep in the same community, that that, that if they say slightly the wrong thing, then that's a deliberate, like, that's evidence of some underlying... We've peeled back the facade and revealed their underlying terrible homophobia or transphobia. And, um, I mean, but I keep coming back to... Like, the the frame of all this is the you-can't-say-anything-these-days trope, right? Yeah. It's like, if we're going to do this to each other within our own communities then how do you expect to get the respect of people outside that community how do you expect to get those people to be kind to you and like understanding of you if you're going to take if we're going to take down our own like so viciously yeah. it like, is
1: vicious
0: and i and i also and i'm going to put corbin in this as well because i think that Some left media has, like, attacked him for whatever reason, but at the expense of what? Like, he was closer to a lot of the people attacking him, their their values, than certainly anyone else. But to just, like, take down people that uh, have your interests at heart seems profoundly um, irresponsible. (laughs) Self-destructive. Self-destructive and just, just, just... Not nice, but it's poisonous. No, no, no,
1: no. But I I I also think that there's this you know, like you know when, when these sort of so so called progressive people on the left, those sorts of labels, when we or they or I talk about somebody who's uh, been been in care and then ended up in prison. There's a lot of understanding, and you know it's not your fault. This is how you know this is what your your upbringing. This is what your life circumstances, and it's society's fault that that you fell through the cracks. But when I have grown up not understanding something about one like I mean it it, there is I'm reading this book now about uh uh well it's essentially about racism but it's this don't touch my hair book and it's making me think about things in a way I I could never have possibly thought about if I hadn't been reading the book because Mm. I'm fair-skinned (laughs) fair-haired type blue eyed person who's just never been reacted to in that way and hasn't got all this 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 history that I but it's making it really making me think but instead of attacking me for not understanding not that anyone's ever attacked me but uh, you know but instead of attacking me for not understanding something that I've never been exposed to somehow you can be blamed for some things in your life. We can be very in- empathetic about some things we consider you to be not to blame for and then incredibly judgmental about other things that you're equally not to
0: blame for. Mm. You know
1: what? Do, do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Did, did that? Have I and expressed how is that, that selected?
0: It's yeah. Like, like, it's well, it's institutional habits, I suppose. It's like um, we just have expectations of different kinds of people yeah, you sort of hold people to, Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's always
1: conscious, right? I th- oh, no, I don't think it's conscious. I'm thinking of myself as well. I mean, I've, ex- you know, some people that you experience who are very rude and they're, you know, they're professionals. and People go, oh, but they just like that. And I sometimes be, well, I can be really judgy in that. It's like, well, I don't care if they'd like that. They're old enough to learn that that's not okay and that they mm. should do something. So I suppose, I mean, there are definitely... I have I have been I myself have been guilty of judging people that I considered to be sufficiently privileged that they should know better either through education or position or power or whatever it is. It's like, okay, I understand that they feel like that, but they should have by now learnt
0: and know better than that. Um, But then Mm. maybe that's not a good thing. But I think like, what I'm thinking about now is, like, I, I, I've i sort of talked to this guy a few weeks ago and he was sort of, like, complaining about women in positions of authority and kind of, oh, it's a matriarchy, and then trying to make me have a quota of women on my night. And I'm like, well, I was, like, arguing the case for that. And yeah. and then, um you know, he sort of comes in and goes, I suppose you want me to feel guilty for being a man. And I, I'm sort of arguing very earnestly, like, this isn't about guilt. This is just about, I mean, this is about growth. This is about learning. This is about, like, seeing things beyond your little bubble and kind of going, look, maybe there is something to this instead of just, like, shutting down because, you know, you feel like you've got enough of your own problems. If we all sort of, like, grow a little bit and get past this sort of instant idea that you're being guilted for not knowing something yet. Um, But then when you see this, sort of cancel culture stuff which i i, I have i mentioned like i don't want to like i don't want anyone to mistake me as one of these sort of like right people that is sort of weaponizing that cancel culture term but like when you see this when you see the left doing this to the, each other like how is the sort of yeah every man that's not part of that community supposed to have anything but guilt when they're sort of informed that they've said Can't, the wrong thing yeah. or, like, misgendered someone or deadnamed someone or all of these different things that you can do because you just don't know that that's a thing. Like... Yeah,
1: yeah. But that, but that's because of the judgment. You know, you you have been judged and therefore you're guilty, rather than yeah. you have been. I don't know, evaluated and found <laughs> to be somewhat in need of education in a particular area. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's once bit- you're
0: educated, then you-, you can be back in the group. Like that is and- not what happens in this canceling. Right? It's like no. no. Once you're out, you're out, and not only you your friends, anyone associated with you. Like, literally, like, you see all these tweets of, like, if anyone is still following ContraPoints, then just we're not friends anymore. Like, that kind of thing. Really? And attacking her other sort of um, influencer types on YouTube that sort of were f- are friends with her, like her colleagues, and expecting them to apologise for being friends with her. Like, people are losing money on Patreon because people are kind of withdrawing support from someone just for being associated with someone else who has been, like, is under attack. So it has real, like, effect on on people in that community. So do you think ContraPoints
1: is strong enough to... Is she going to
0: weather the storm? It's always worth watching the video. It definitely will be in the description. Like, I mean, this this video is very sort of alcohol-heavy and long, and at moments you're like, oh, I hope she just doesn't come under attack for, like, complaining about being cancelled. I hope this isn't how what people take away from this, because I'm certainly, like... She's really sort of broken it down into these things. But, like, her sort of, like, conclusion at the end when she does go into the topic of suicide and things like that, it's like... When she, like two years ago, her support network was the trans people she'd found online and the non-binary people she'd found online. um, But she realised after she first got cancelled, like two years ago for whatever, like that you need a separate support network of friends that aren't those people. And so she was basically saying, like, I've got these people and I'm getting through this because I have these people that aren't online people because if I was relying on that, I would have just, you know, it would, there would be no hope. Um, but when oh. you are, like, looking for validation out in the world and you find it and then suddenly people are trying to destroy you, that's like, you know, some some people that haven't kind of... And this is someone that's uh, transitioned... On the, online, on the internet, in public. So she's sort of, like, seen everything, every attack, every horrible thing already. So, but it's still, like, for this one to have such an impact, it just goes to show how, like, people just start foaming at the mouth and, the, and they think they're punching up and they think that they're doing something good by behaving in this absolutely hateful, aggressive violent way like they just think that they're doing something good by doing that yeah i
1: think i think to channel my four-year-old here this is just fundamentally not kind <laughs>
0: systems uh, that are designed to sort of prevent this sort of yeah, thing yeah, from yeah. happening and you know with um twitter being you know social media just being this sort of free-for-all lawless free-for-all yeah, anonymity yeah, yeah. like as well like doesn't, well, no, doesn't help
1: but then you know we've got we've got i think what doesn't uh help is we've got high profile people who also go on the
0: attack it's just, not, it's just not nice. <laughs> it's not my well, it's, it's this, this, this <laughs> thing, like I said, like I, I've i been putting off reading about this particular thing. I've been putting off about reading, it, like, about a lot of this stuff because you see the emotional pain everyone's in and you see the fear everyone's experiencing. And it, often it's, like, triggered by it's disproportionately. And And there's, you know, there's another section in this video that, like, where, like, me... Saying something that triggers you, and you know that that's what this conversation's going to be about i can't be I'm not responsible for your pain. I'm sorry, no. like you can turn this off, turn this off, please, like yeah, if it's yeah, triggering yeah. you, kind of thing, but then when people just sort of won't, then what you know what what yeah. do you expect like you can't just never say it like if you're talking to thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, how can you you can't say something that won't hurt anyone but um meanwhile like the sort of cancel tweets are just so aggressive and so mean-spirited and just so like sort of like black and white you are a terrible person it's um it, it's pretty hard to take i think yeah yeah but this is this is what you're saying like it's unkind and it's like yeah we need to we need to be kind to people that have transgressed in a way and help them learn and we need to be kind to f- can write twats as well. <laughs> like we have I mean, to
1: we, talk about Donald yeah.
0: Trump without like how do we I don't want to be we you know if you're taking finding that person that you really just do not want to be saying nice thing about like I don't see how we can communicate with anyone in that world if we're no. just going to kind of throw shit
1: But at but each I other. but I think I mean I think we can be kind without being Passive, or What's the word? Mm, like accepting. Like, for example, one yeah. of the big things with somebody like Donald Trump. So it's, I'll pause that for one second. So we've had conversations about um, prison and punishment and those kind of things. It's like, yeah. you know, we we have to live in a pres- I have to live in a world where I presume that once somebody's paid their debt to society, that they are then back in society rather than continuing to be excluded. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the point? The problem with a person like Donald Trump, who is on record as saying that he just grabs women by the pussy, is he's never, ever apologized for that. He's never acknowledged that it's wrong. He Mm. has never in any way accepted that that is not okay. And that is why (laughs) I can continue to not think highly of him, whereas... There are, you know, if you take the example that I, I came off podcast and yeah, it's probably a terrible example, and la la caveat, caveat, <laughs> don't hate me. But like that, that video where Liam Neeson spoke about his uh you know, his younger self, uh, I think, you know, it was like when I was in my twenties, I went out and um a, a member of my family had been raped and she'd said it was a black person, and I went out to find and beat up a black guy. He didn't say that in a with with in a way in a celebratory chest beaty way. He said it in a way that a person who has grown up since then, since that moment, would say something. And I found it quite odd. I don't I didn't see it as something delivered of you know, it's looking back on a time when I am was ignorant in a way that I am not now ignorant was how I read it. So I you know with in that example, I don't see writer spend the rest of his life labelling him as a racist or a vigilante or any of the words that come from that. Do you know what I mean? Do you see what I mean?
0: It's like people will take as that's another one of these things that happens is and people will take to completely decontextualize things people have said. Just take like one sentence that sounds bad on its own and just that will be the headline and that's kind yeah. of what you know gets clicks what gets shares so it's sort of not surprising that our uh sort of our culture where everyone's like breathlessly um competing for your you know little five second snippets of attention that's the best way to do it is to take people completely out of context and yeah, attack yeah. them for it yeah
1: I- but but i think like for 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 in general putting people like uh, donald trump who is an extreme case of ignorance and not growing um if you take yeah. somebody else you know i'd like to think that i have the capacity to at least give somebody a chance to learn something, or let me explain why I think they're wrong, or I mean, even that sentence, or yeah, why, well, even still- even saying why I think you're wrong, or like, I don't know why I think why I think differently might be a more positive use of language. Let me explain to you why I think that you are wrong.
0: (laughs) It's probably not a good system. The (laughs) defendant gets to state their case and the true the prosecution gets to state their case and then it's weighed up. But on Twitter it's like just note that attackers just kind of dominate and the sort of defender (laughs) gets sort of like ignored and the sort of like protests get labelled as disingenuous or like Yeah yeah you know it's just impossible to really do you know, I'm just thinking about... Wasn't it interesting how, I think, the moral of the story in Klaus seemed to be that mean-spirited move of introducing a punishment to the naughty child done in the spirit of revenge <laughs> by a sort of postman protagonist? Yeah. That's kind of what turned the town around, like the threat of consequences to being a bad person. <laughs> And, um, like, Twitter, there is no punishment, like, unless it's... They've literally said, haven't they, like... Well, they've said they're not doing political advertising, but let's face it, like, those platforms have... There's no accountability for doing something... There's a good case for most of the sort of cancelling tweets to be taken down just in, in terms of just on some sort of assault terms. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but then, you know, and then they've said, like, oh, well, if we kind of enforced a, sl- a more rigorous sort of standard of, l- like, anti-fascist policies, then there are certain prominent politicians would have to be removed from the platform. We can't have that. Um, but, no, we can have that. Yeah, yeah, we can. And I think, like, the fact that, you know, I know they've been... It's probably terrifying for Twitter, but they've been in a position to... Take a stand on this. Shut down some noise. Yeah, they They could have shut down Donald Trump's account. Like, they could have done this. Yeah. Uh, He just gets to say whatever he wants.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. There's no consequences. There are no consequences.
0: Like, people do need a little bit of a structure. They do need a little bit of consequences for their actions. Because, like, all this stuff is... uh, in, to the person, it's empathy, like for the people that this person supposedly hates, right? They're doing it for good reasons. Everyone wants to feel like a good person, like they're doing things for the right reasons. Like any villain is the hero of their own story, kind of thing. Like this is just like people want to feel good, they don't want to feel like a bad person. Um, but if there's no consequences or the rules are a bit fuzzy and you can get away with more and more, then people will get away with more and more. Yeah. And you need, you need a lump of coal in your stocking.
1: Yeah, I think I think the consequences that apparently one of the reasons teenagers or kids do mad things is it takes a while for the consequences part of your brain to develop. Like mm. the playing out the scenarios. And yeah. so therefore, you know, going out, you know, taking your mum's car out when you're drunk type things, you know, that that's it's not really willful it's uh, I've only I've half remembered something my sister was telling me from something she'd been learning but basically this kind of playing out the scenarios is a bit of your brain that takes time to develop so and one of the things I've been I always reduce things to parenting which feels patronizing but I think it's useful sometimes it's like there's this um, book I've been reading about kind parenting or something like that obviously And, uh, and Nick's like A bloody book. Anyway, but one of the things is like I can't let my daughter run in the road because the consequences of of that action would be are too extreme. But if she refuses to put a a raincoat on on a rainy day and then gets wet, it might and doesn't like it. That might be a lesson that I'm willing to let her experience for herself and so acceptable, there's this yeah, kind of relevant. yeah it's like there's acceptable level of risk and acceptable level of of badness and discomfort and you know i might not do it on the way out for the day but i might do it on the way back so i know she's getting to a dry house in a set or whatever but the the these kind of the consequences are part of what learning is You know, how how you learn. Like it's like if I if I say something bad and I apologize quickly and aim to uh, learn or demonstrate that I've learned something, then why should everyone you know, that the the there is no reason for 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 me to be attacked for that.
0: If you show growth, you're not you're you should be able to be forgiven and this is the sort of crux of a lot of this. But yeah, I think yeah, you can't um if someone's willing to grow, if someone's willing to learn then, like, they they can't be guilty forever. I'm just thinking I've got two solutions to this. One is, can Twitter, like, not impose some sort of AI sanctions? It can be, like, automatic, and so that that does, like, pauses your account for a week if you say something twatty, and maybe it hits Trump every so often, hopefully, you know, but it's yeah, not yeah. like it's deleted forever. Like, can there not be anything like that that Twitter could do? The other one is, should we just all, should we make polite Twitter? <laughs> So just when you tweet, you can just type something normal in and then it just, like, machine learning, like, embellishes it in flowery language before posting it. (laughs) Yes, I ever so
1: humbly beg your attention, please, if you could see your way clear to
0: uh, read my tweet. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Politetwitter.com. All right, thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, we're to get it, we're trying to get it a bit shorter. So, um, you know, maybe that's maybe it's, give, give people a chance to catch up. <laughs> it doesn't really have to be an hour, does it? Um, if you like the podcast, you can go to grandpodcast.com. Make sure you're subscribed. There's an orange button, or you can use the app you're in. Where can people find you, Ivanka?
1: People can find me, at Ivanka, on Twitter.
0: And you can find me at michaelforestmusic.com. Uh, There's a Patreon, if you want to be our millionth Patreon supporter, we'll give you a prize. Um, That's at patreon.com slash grandpodcast.
1: And if you could take some time to write us some reviews or ratings, that would be marvellous because it helps Mm. other people find us. Wouldn't
0: that be splendid?
1: It would. You can even email us us as well.
0: Where can people email us, Michael? You can email us at hello at grandpodcast.com please do and I hope that you're having a good happy new year and this is going to be mid January I think but I hope you're enjoying things I hope things are going okay and we're going to yeah see how it goes but thanks for listening anyway see ya bye Bye. Bye. bye 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 bye